0: Welcome to Season 1 of The Happiness Show, your valued resource on how to live successfully on the love path. Here's your love path mentor, Julia Thornborough. The hidden costs of parental cell phone use, how it affects your child's self-worth, Hi, this is Julia Thornbro, your host. Welcome to The Happiness Show, where I will show you how you can live an extraordinary life on the love path and leave the fear path behind. This show will give you time-saving tips on how you can do just that. If you like what you hear and feel you've learned something, hit the subscribe button. That way, you won't miss a single episode. Share the episode with one other person. It's the best way to help the show and help me reach more people. The hidden costs of parental cell phone use how it affects your child's self worth. By the end of this episode, you will know how your cell phone use can impact your child's self-worth, and what action steps you can take to combat that. Now here's a quick reference on how today's episode, which revolves around respect and disrespect, lines up with either the love path or the fear path. Incessant cell phone use puts you on the fear path. Because your child is being disrespected, setting your cell phone aside, however, puts you on to the love path, because you are making every effort to show your child respect. So let's get started and see how to avoid the pitfalls of cell phone use with a podcast that focuses predominantly on how to live your life on the love path, you might be wondering, what does cell phone use have to do with that? What's important to remember is your actions set the stage for what happens to your children. Just as you want to live your life on the love path, don't you want your kids to have a fighting chance at that? I think so. As parents, don't you want your kids to grow up to be resilient, handle whatever comes their way with confidence, be comfortable in their skin, be willing to take chances, trust that they can always count on you. Now before I get into the meat of today's episode, I want to ask you a few questions. How much time are you on the cell phone? Now be honest, is your cell phone glued to your hand on a day when you are not working? Could you spend the entire day without looking at your phone once? Or would you have some major withdrawal? Now I raise those questions because when I was working in corporate America, I was amazed how some people never, took their eyes from their phone, whether it was lunch, break time, I mean it really didn't matter. So when it comes to your personal cell phone use, what do you do when your child says, Mom, come here, I want to show you something. Does this image unfold? You are on your cell phone, and when your child ask questions. Do you give what I call a sideways answer? Yeah, in just a minute and never once, never once do you take your eyes off the phone. Your child is not even acknowledged. Does a scene like that get repeated every day? If the answer to that question is yes, then this is the message you are sending to your child. You are nothing but a fixture in my life. You're a nuisance. My cell phone is more important than you. Remember, actions speak louder than words. So what impact, then, does this have on your child when this kind of behavior is witnessed? and experienced every single day. Well, there are several signs of impact. They begin to doubt their abilities. They begin to question their self-worth. They begin to think their opinions and feelings mean nothing. They begin to develop insecurity in being able to interact with others. Trust in others goes missing because they are not acknowledged. And lastly, they finally conclude, well, you know, I guess I'm really not important because nobody wants to listen. Believe it or not, when you do not look your child in the eye, this is akin to putting your child down every single day. Day, And that is not good in terms of building their self-esteem so that ultimately they have a chance to be living on the love path. So since you obviously don't want that scenario to happen, what is the solution? Well, my recommendation might seem a bit harsh, particularly if the phone is glued to your hand. You've always got to have it. You always have to be looking at it. But here's my advice and suggestion. When your child, at any time, is in your presence, your cell phone goes bye-bye. Now that might seem tough, might seem harsh, but that, I say this. It's It's important to remember what's really important here. Is it your... Screen time, your cell phone use, or is it building your child's self-esteem and self-worth? So in real time, what does it look like when I'm asking you to put your cell phone aside? Whenever you are at your child's extracurricular activity, your cell phone goes bye-bye. And here's why as you are watching your child do whatever, it could be soccer, it could be dance, it could be music, it could be anything, you do not ever want to miss an opportunity when the session is over to shower your child with praise because you saw success in the session. If your child happens to look over and you're on the cell phone, what message does that give your child? It reinforces, well, I'm not important. No cell phone usage should be allowed, you should be using it at home. In other words, the millisecond you walk through the door, your cell phone gets put aside. Because you want to be in a place where you are 100% present. So when your child does ask you a question, you can answer right away, well, tell me about it, or show me. Now, depending on your child's age, you want to make sure that you are looking your child in the eye. Because that is just another trigger Of showing they are important. There should be no cell phones used at the dinner table. It is the time and place where conversation gets going. And no cell phone use in the car either. You know your child might be two now, but with a snap of a finger they're going to be turning 15. And if you are on your cell phone in the car do you think they are going to do when they get their driver's permit? You got it. They're going to be on the phone. You don't want that visual to get started. Now from a societal perspective, why is it important yet again to put the cell phone aside? Well, whenever you go to a restaurant, I think it would be kind of interesting to just take a a quick glance at tables. Are they engaged in conversation? Or are they on their cell phone? What is it? Because ultimately when the cell phone is put aside, you begin to show genuine interest to what the other person is saying, which leads to active listening. And then in social situations like a doctor's office or you're waiting in line to pay for something, the cell phone gets put away. You want to be sure that you're 100% present as the doctor delivers whatever message from that visit. You want to make sure when you are next to pay in the line that you're 100% present. You want to make sure that is in place. And of course, cell phones have really done a whammy on our language, and particularly spelling. Thanks, for example, is THX. You're welcome is YW, and so on. But along with this, because we are living in such a, shall we say, a really rushed society right now where everything has to be done like right away and you have so many things going on in your mind, manners can actually go missing. Such simple phrases as please, thank you, you're welcome, go by the wayside. And why are these important? Because it's a very simple way of showing respect for someone who's done something for you that you were not able to do for yourself. So how is it... We start off with cell phones, that manners get into the mix. While your cell phone etiquette demonstrates how to bring respect to human behavior, teaching manners shows why respect for others becomes key in lowering buildup of anger and not being appreciated. Using manners shows respect for the other person. So does your child automatically know manners? No, of course not. None of us are ever born knowing manners. They have to be taught. Now out of curiosity, I ask my hairdresser, you know, when parents come in with their child to be, have their hair trimmed or cut, whatever, what is the percentage off the top of your head of parents who encourage their child to say thank you after you have completed trimming the hair? And she said, well, I would say it was it's probably about 50-50. Guys, that is shameful. That means there are children who are not being taught manners and their importance and when you look at the underlying angst that can come from someone who's a bully in school or at work it's because they never ever felt respected or appreciated they felt a hundred percent that they were ignored so then it boils down to well Why teach manners to your children? What it does is it lowers the volume in communication. In other words, screaming or F-bombs are significantly reduced. And F-bombs and profane language also have no place in the home or classroom or boardroom. Parents, this is where you play a very critical role. When a child is being treated with manners, they learn the genteel way to communicate. And it starts in the home. And profane language does not become the norm. And by practicing manners, the please, the thank you, they are learning the importance of gratitude and appreciation. You see, manners becomes the springboard for showing respect. Now, it's by your example that you are showing profanity need not be the norm. Now, if you happen to be someone who grew up in a household that use the F-bomb and profane language all the time, like, get your butt over here, or shut up. I mean, every time I hear a parent say that to a child, I cringe. But if that's what you grew up with, then you are in a beautiful place to break the cycle. And if you, as a parent, are beginning to think, well, you know, maybe I should incorporate manners more, or be much more vigilant, about making sure my child does say please when they ask a question, hook up with another parent who feels the same way. Become language buddies, cell phone buddies. So when it comes to teaching manners, how does that get started? Well first off, it's a process. Teaching anything never happens overnight. Now what's key when it comes to teaching anything, is patience and the consistent nurturing. The compound effect. And each stage takes time. Now, I'm going to be using the hairstylist as an example because this is what I did when I was teaching my son and daughter the importance of saying thank you when the barber or the hairstylist finished. And the reason why I'm using the barber or the hairstylist as an example because this is one of the first times that your child is having someone other than you do something for them they could not have done for themselves. So when it comes to learning, there are four phases or stages, however you want to call it. Stage one is unconscious incompetence. This is where you don't know what you don't know. So when my child's son or daughter would step down from the chair and they would start to walk over to me, they would see me twirl my finger. And I would say, I want you to turn around and say, thank you. And after they did that, I would top it off with my own thank you. Now that, that stage and phase, now that took a while. Then when I felt we were ready for the next phase, Stage two, that is called conscious incompetence. Now, this is where when they got down from the chair and they had not said thank you, all I did at that point was to twirl my finger. They knew what that meant. That meant turn around and say thank you, which they did. The next phase, stage three, is conscious Competence. So now they're a little bit older. Maybe they're, I don't know, they could have been 10. I started this when they were about two, probably with my daughter first. But with conscious incompetence, it would be where, or conscious competence, I should say. This is where they would get down from the chair. And it was like a light bulb went on. And visually, you could see it in their face. And they would turn around and they would say thank you. I didn't have to draw my finger. They knew. And the last phase is unconscious competence. In other words, saying thank you becomes automatic. They don't have to think about it. As soon as the haircut is done, they said thank you. They said thank you. Now you see, my daughter learned manners. She now has children. Okay, Georgia is six. Elsie is four. Now, of course, kids these days are going to summer camps. And likewise, Georgia was attending a camp. And she was the only one in the camp who was awarded the big kahuna. Now, what were the qualifications for that? Georgia was showing respect. She was being kind. She was being a friend to everyone. She was helpful. This is what manners do. They bring out a genteel quality about you. And if we want to have a genteel society, parents, it starts with you. Your role is incredibly important. So stop and think about it. When you put your cell phone away and you teach manners, What's the upside for you and your child? What's in it for you? Well, your child has a chance to blossom and spread their wings. Confidence in themselves and their abilities grows. Because when you treat them in a positive way, then they are more likely to feel they deserve to be treated in a like manner, and they know how to recognize when that's not happening. You will be giving them the greatest chance to live their life on the love path much sooner. I mean, how cool is that? You know, when I was growing up, my parents didn't know anything about the love path, fear path. And I didn't know anything about it until, gosh, I was in my late 40s. Your child now is being given a chance to know what the love path, fear path looks like. In other words, you are not giving them any put-downs. Everything is encouragement. And by using only polite language in the home, this opens the door for more intelligent dialogues. And parents, if you haven't gathered, you're very important. And active listening and positive reinforcement pave the way for your child to feel loved. You know, as parents, we're never given a guidebook. Parenting is not perfect. We simply give it our best shot. But, if you can be conscious of your language, remember to put your cell phone aside and apply active listening and bring manners to the forefront. Imagine the change that can happen in schools, in the workplace, as they grow up, as they're circling about in social circles, Manners truly make a difference. Now, as you weigh over what I've shared with you today, I want you to know this, parents or caregivers. You are awesome. You are the best. And no one, and I do mean no one, comes any finer than you and that's the truth if you feel that you've heard something and felt and, and learned something i would like for you to hit the subscribe button that way you won't miss a single episode share the episode with one other person it's the best way to help the show and help me reach more people God bless.